Welcome to Deeply Disturbing Things, the podcast. I'm Macy. And I'm Naomi. And we're two anxious counselors who like to talk about deeply disturbing things. And maybe we'll uh, sprinkle in some psychology. Oh, maybe. I mean, that might be a reach for today, but I'll try. I'm going to try. My darndest. I'm going to try to put one sprinkle in. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm sure you can. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we can't help it, really. We can't help it. I'm sure it's actually probably the opposite. It's probably good luck getting us not to. (laughs) All right. I am topicizing today. Yep. What do you got? I'm going to talk about soldiers and animals in war. Oh, are you going to talk about that bear? I'm going to talk about a lot of different things, but there's which bear, which one? It was in like the Russian army. They had like a bear friend. There's so, and that's honestly what fascinated me about this topic. Like there were so many things that I was like, oh, what really? Like one of, <laughs> so first of all, uh, the puppy I had, I was from Adventure Time. I was, he's psychic, you know, ancient psychic tandem or elephant thing. And I was like, war elephants. That's a cool thing. Oh, is that right? real? Did Hannibal really cross the mountains with elephants or is that not true that's a very specific thing i did not look up so i don't know that okay no and and it was a different tangent but um <laughs> but we should read out our podcast the tangents the tangents uh <laughs> so but that's kind of where this idea started because i was like war elephants and I, I was looking to like oh my gosh but there's so many like it, so many war stories where animals kind of come up again and again and one of the ones with the elephants, um, they they used uh, circus elephants to go and remove like big uh, landmine debris, and and they had the pictures of like these elephants like moving this stuff. And I was like, I would never have thought that would be a thing ever. Hmm. Yeah. Ugh, okay. Elephants make me sad. Like elephants themselves make you sad, or just the, like the plight animals. of elephants. The plight of sad. elephants. We have knives for a reason, by the way. This is not. We were gifted with knives. The perfect gift, honestly. Knives and wine, <laughs> and war animals. War animals. So, not uncommon for people and and this is many countries so this is not just the united states um who enlist animals as part of and so i'm going to be talking specifically about like trained animals for wartime so it's not sort of like not incidentals yeah like they have a specific purpose um while they're there okay. um and that's pretty much across the world that animals have been used in war mm-hmm. what are your thoughts about that tell us more well talking? i mean it- you always go back to like, you know, animals don't have a choice. Are they be- being mistreated? That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Are, we're putting them in danger, obviously, if they're mm-hmm. on the battlefront. Um, but we have companion animals, and really, they could be in danger just driving in the back of our car, too. That's very true. Part of our lives. Well, and that, I mean, people who they say like your dog should be buckled, buckled up, up yeah. and I don't see anybody. Nobody buckles their dog. dog. Right. And when they're in the back of the pickup, I hate that. Mm, yeah, I like when someone 
when they're loose and then they run back and forth because they want to like see which side has the better air stream. Or even on a leash, like what if they flip over or hit a bump and then they like they're just like hanging there? No, the horrible images. Yeah, so I think it's a whole responsibility when you even take on a pet. Agreed. So and hold I think that off the judgment if you've ever had your dog in your car. <laughs> there you go. All right. So um the US forces employed thousands of animals during World War II. They could be found um, in pretty much every section of the war at the time. So they were called comrades in arms or, or the companions in battle. Their presence in the battlefield was documented by government photographers in the war. And there's um, hundreds of photographs of dogs, cats, horses. Cats? Uh, yeah, I've, there's some cool ones. Um, war cats? Serious, yes. Um, that are actually in the National Archives um, and still like part of that whole um, history. So in 1993, um, there was, they opened uh, what's called Buddies, Soldiers and Animals in World War II, uh, which was a display of 36 of those specific images that uh, people could actually then be available to see. Well, so, it makes me think of... Like how comforting that must be for the soldiers to like have an animal buddy there. And some of these, it was like, like I could, like my heart instantly kind of melts. Like, ah, oh, yeah. Like I could imagine it being under that much stress and strain and, but like you get this unconditional being there. Right. When you're, you know, away from your family mm -hmm. and, and stressed and you get a furry friend. So this is a picture of dogs that are inducted into the army at the Front Royal in Virginia in 1942. So they actually have all the dogs like line up and they get like health inspections. Um, yes, please put your glasses on. I put my glasses on so I can actually see um, what I'm looking at here. Oh, here I can actually. There's a wide variety of breeds. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, you know, this was probably before AKC era of like needing them to be specific breeds, but you can see there's St. Bernard in there, some like some kind of ragtag things, kind of things. Yeah, I think I'll see a border collie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, now like police so dogs are measuring and weighing. The aren't dogs. police dogs like all German shepherds for the most part in America? Um. I actually don't know that. I don't think I've ever seen one. That's a future topic. I mean, I I agree with that, but I don't think I've seen enough to know for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there might be some others. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, And then here, uh, so this is the... Do they get... Oh, my God. Do they get dog's eggs? <laughs> She's proud of that one. <laughs> Do they, though? There's like whole memorials and I'll just make it sound. <laughs> They're yes. They do. Wow. They do. Okay. Yeah. I'll just, yeah. That's important. That um, they're valued. So uh, this person is in the Marine Corps. Uh, uh, this is Res P. Hester of the Marine Corps 7th War Dog Platoon. Uh, Iowa Jima takes a nap while Butch stands guard. This is in 1945. So Butch, this looks like a was um, a pitcher, um, pincher, Doberman pincher. Doberman pincher. Yeah, yeah, those are badass dogs. Keep your glasses on for this. I love those dogs. Are they cute? They are fierce. So, and you see him like, like I would feel so much better being able to take a nap, being able to take a nap, knowing that like I was being watched over too. Well, that's why a lot of the unhoused people have dogs because right. it helps with safety. Right. So. 
there so we know right off the bat that they were enlisted for the specific purpose of providing protection and security and emotional support so there were also there weren't just that role there's workers and there's also the warriors i think we already doubt sprinkled in the psychology with the emotional support a little bit yeah a little bit i mean they do yeah yeah we sprinkled it in we did it we done did it well done good luck getting us to stop so horses, mules, and dogs were probably the most regularly used. Um, horses, and, what, and dogs? Mules. Oh, mules. Mm-hmm. Like this, that's a mule. I know you've had difficulties with mules. No, I have really struggled with what is a mule. Versus a donkey. Versus what is a, a donkey? Where are the lines? Where are the boundaries? Do you remember I worked so I mean, hard? the part. Bread with I worked so hard on that um, graphic for our podcast topic. And then yep. you were like, I know that's not the right animal. <laughs> I mean, you called it a donkey, right? Or did you call it a mule? I don't remember. Well, it was for your um, your topic on 40 acres and, and a, a mule. mule. Right, 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 right. And I had posted uh, the other one. Yeah. The wrong one. A donkey. A, a donkey. You posted okay, a donkey. I posted a donkey. You yeah. posted a donkey. So I had to redo it. I corrected my mistake. Right. You do know, though, that that whole thing was an error all the way around, though, right? Yeah. Because I thought you were talking about something else completely. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yes, you were still wrong, but you did all that extra work for no reason. <laughs> Tangled webs. Webs we weave. So. I'm, s- I'm still not clear, to be honest. Like, if you showed me a picture, I might not. I just showed you a picture. So the donkey has the bigger this ears. This is the donkey. So bigger ears. No, it, that's not just like ear length size. I mean, maybe it has. So mules can be big, though. So because they're often like they're bred with horses. So they're big. And a donkey. Bigger uh, glasses on. Is that also known as a jackass? Yes. Put your glasses on. Donkey. Oh, it's kind of cute. He's kind of cute. I mean, it wasn't. It's not a spider. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wouldn't think it was as cute. Maybe if it had eight legs. Maybe not. It has four, which is a lot more than <laughs> what we are used to. So, <laughs> horses would obviously carry soldiers on patrol missions into Europe and into battle in the Philippines. Mules trained in trained in the United States and shipped by the thousands into war zones would help carry things um their backs carried food weapons um and sometimes the men themselves into um entire infantry units into certain areas so they really they're helpful they're integral i mean yeah but they're more than a companion they like actually had jobs tasks yeah right and and i could imagine it would be like some of these places or areas to get to or how do we get there and carry our supplies like if they didn't employ animals into that would it have been possible Um, probably not i dare say i'm glad they have a place of honor in the body exhibit me too so um there's like horses uh again are the most common but there's some 20,000 dogs that did serve in the U.S. Army, Coast Guard, and Marine Corps 
They guarded posts, supplies, carried messages, and rescued downed pilots. Dogos. Dogos. So horrific. Scout dogs led troops through enemy territories, exposing ambushes. So leading the way um, and saving the lives of platoons of men. In the throes of combat, war dogs proved their intelligence, courage, and steadfast loyalty time and time again. Many photograph
have had a big role. Um, but here's this little burrow, which is this is a baby, a baby donkey. Look at that little donkey. so cute. And there with the doggo. Um, that is a terrier named Pito. Cute name. So that uh they they would often have mascots, by the way. So I'd find like like different platoons and stuff would have their animal like mascot that would be there like that's cool in all their pictures and stuff. So uh this picture the um there was two months of combat it shows the faces of both private Jesse Fennell 101st Airborne and his dog Dud in 1944 and this is just his dog Dud that he took around with him wow that's cool incredible like could you imagine being around like I would have such a better time if I had a pet with me. In war. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's better than it not, I guess. I mean, I, I think I would feel fear of them. Like, well, what if something happened to them? But yeah. But I think, again, if you're there long term, you're probably, you probably do get a little selfish and want. Well, I think in the downtime, it would be comforting when you're in the shit. That, yeah, you'd, you wouldn't want to be distracted by worrying about what's happening right. with your dog which i'm I sure guess. that would probably be part maybe of maybe you do want to well and and that's the thing like they're doing x-rays so obviously they're taking at least two people out of the fray of things to try to take care of them so they're seen as valuable enough to pay attention to yeah i mean maybe it's like you know looking out for your your platoon people mm -hmm. yeah maybe it is important and not a distraction maybe it's like necessary right well like in that instance that dog um alerted everybody to the fact that there is a Japanese sniper that's going to could take out everybody. They have way better senses than we do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So these mascots, they're traditionally considered bears of good luck. That's kind of how they were viewed. Uh, the mascots were pets who belonged to all the men of the squad, the company okay. or the ship. So they were like everybody owned. Yeah. We yeah. can know that animals come sometimes have a stronger bond with that's certain true. people. That's true. Yeah. Um, but you can imagine the people coming and going and sometimes people not coming back. But like maybe maybe there is more of a community. I think of some of like the stray cats outside my house. There's much more of a community feel. Um so Macy's known for wayward cats. I know. So there there are photographs that show them with their own pets, ones that they had even smuggled with them from the United States. Oh, those, these weren't like the official. Some of them. Some of them were those. <laughs> but more often than not, they were local animals that were left homeless by the war uh, for the adopted dog, cat, or bird being in a soldier's care meant survival. So for the soldier, a pet meant comfort and companionship uh, during battlefield time. So the, the term buddies it speaks to the heartfelt, enduring relationships that were formed between the soldiers and the animals. And and when I thought about that too, I was like, oh yeah, I mean, like in like exploding bombs and houses being destroyed, like there would be animals that are just left. Mm. Um, so I can see dogs doing important stuff and mules and yeah, that was going to be my Look next at this question. kitten on like, his head. What are the cats <laughs> doing? Like, I, I can't this see cat. them really. I mean, I have three cats. They are limited in their helpfulness to me. 
<laughs> are you wanting to know more about how cats i want to know like what are their tasks i'll go over that way for in, in a minute i'll go break break down the duties a bit more but um that picture specifically is marine corporal edward buckhart he found that kitten at the base of mount Serubachi. um and it was some of the most brutal fighting of the war in 1945 so he found that kitten and, and rescued it Hmm. Then this one is Army um, PFC. What does PFC stand for? Private First Class. Thank you. Army Welcome. Private First Class Raymond Gasiarowski takes Leipzig, his company's pet puppy, for a walk <laughs> in Germany in 1945. Look how little that little puppy is. It is so cute. That's really cute. So that's the company's dog. I like that guy's outfit. His pants are fire as it could say they are fire <laughs> i mean i would wear those i believe you would if they, especially they're of a bright color <laughs> <laughs> and high-waisted yeah yes yes be all about it yes so um in california um there is actually a marine war dog cemetery oh where i'm gonna go there uh i have to look up where exactly um California somewhere. Okay. It's a big place. Big place. I don't know. <laughs> You're from there. It's... I know, but what if it's in San Francisco and I'm going there in March I, and I could go there? I feel like that's not the biggest landmass area for No, but there's military but... but I mean it's army, not Marines. Hmm. I know there's Marines down in SoCal. My um grandpa used to live down there and was a former Marine. Hmm. In World War Two. I'll follow up. I'll follow up. But yeah, yeah so again, and, and so again, that's like a whole cemetery. So, um, I would totally go there. I think that's cool. It is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. All right. So, some of the animals that went to war, um, we talked about horses, donkeys, mules, camels. Also, in certain areas, were used for carrying food and water, um, ammunitions, medical supplies. Would have you ever ridden a camel? Have you? No, but not yet. Me neither, not I yet. I will at one point. I don't know if I will ever, honestly. I plan on it. I might ride an elephant. Okay. But I might not ride a camel. I don't know why I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely will ride a camel at some point. Will you ride an elephant? I I don't see that in my future, but I see camel riding. Weird. I know. Weird. <laughs> Obviously, we're not going to be together during this. I'll be riding it. Or elephant. we could be next to each other. You're right, on the elephant. I'm on the camel. The camel. We could totally be together. That makes sense. <laughs> Everything's coming together. Everything's connected. So there were also animals used for carrying messages. So pigeons carried messages. Dogs carried messages. Um, pigeons. And canaries were used to detect poisonous what gases. About pigeons? They I, carry I just messages. Said pigeons. I just, yeah. yeah, it was like you heard me. <laughs> it was like I heard you. Sorry, is this knife threatening on this count? It was exactly like I heard you, but yet yeah, didn't. But then didn't, <laughs> and then repeated it. Um, I just wanted to seek clarification. Cats and dogs were also trained to hunt rat rats in the trenches. Oh God! Which talking World War Two. Well, I, I mean, one World War One. There's yeah. definitely one of those in there. No, World War One in those horrible trenches. Mm -hmm. I mean, most of what I know from World War One is honestly like from trench warfare. Floyd's another brick in the wall, maybe, but it looks horrible. 
So they trained, think, uh, you know, animals to go in and kill the rats, so they weren't so, you know, pesty. So they pesty. weren't. <laughs> so there was also unusual animals. Okay, have like, you ever seen a wild rat? Yeah. Where? Like in the wild? Well, I never have. I'm trying to think of where I have seen one. Actually, that may not be true. I think they might all be mice. I've seen wild mice. Yeah, but I saw roaches in Hawaii, and that's get nighttime. That's you know, when I lived in uh, Portland, uh, there was cockroaches in our apartment all the time. That freaked me out. Not just my apartment; it was the building. I just need to clarify. <laughs> there, yeah, nope. That's those are gross. I'm scared. Yeah, but some places like seeing wild rats on the regs is like a thing. I mean, I had pet rats, so that doesn't freak me out really. Like if a giant sewer rat like ran by you. I mean, I had I had pet rats. I, I like too, but I think wild rats are maybe. I, I feel I like mean, I might be a little weirded out. Like I wouldn't be weirded out just because I know Would like them well enough. No, because I know them well enough to not pick them up. First of all, <laughs> and like to me, they're not like I know they don't want me to pick them up. Nor are they coming at me to eat me or attack me. At that time. No, never. Because well, they're rats. Well. No well. No well. No well. You know that um Edgar Allan Poe story where like the rats like nibble at the guy? I don't know. I did the I feel like Willard, you're the only the food. movie Willard is great, and that's my rats were named after that horror movie. I mean ben, if you're the only food. Willard. Yeah. I don't know. If you're I, the only food, I'm going to eat you. Too. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, I mean, really, we're just talking about everything. We're talking about we'll eat food. everything <laughs> eventually. Well, maybe if I hang out in New York ever in my life, maybe I'll see a rat. Don't pick them up. No, I would. I wouldn't like. Okay. okay. I'm just. Wondering. I just felt like I had to say that strongly. No, I that. wouldn't feel like I want to cuddle it or put it on. I mean, no, don't even touch it. Don't even touch it. Don't even reach down to it. No, it's not even going to stay near you. You're going to see it scutter past. Scutter. Mm -hmm. Scrabble. (laughs) Instantly. I tangented you again. I love that that's become a word. Um, So then there's also monkeys, bears, lions as well, who are kept as pets and mascots to raise morale. Not listed in my list, so I'm going to say no. Um... Look at this cat just chilling out inside this war gun. Okay. <laughs> I'm still he's alive. Curious, like what purpose okay. the cats are so beyond well, companionship. Okay, okay. Well, this we're going over some mascots first. Okay. Okay. This is a naval mascot, the cat that's in the the naval. Put your gloves on. Thank what, you. What? Thank you. What was that sound you made? Glasses. This is oh Togo. wow, that looks totally different than it did. <laughs> <laughs> I had the face in the different place when I was looking oh, without okay. my glasses. I know you were looking really confused. I'm like, it. This is no. It looked like a monster, and now it looks like a kitty cat. Yeah, that's why people should wear their glasses so when they need to. Togo. He's a cat of the battleship HMS Dreadnought. So he was their their ship mascot. I like that name, Dreadnought. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And his name was Togo. This, so number 32 squadron had a fox cub. What? A fox cub. Look at this. What does the fox say? Oh, my God. Isn't it so cute? cute. Naomi loves foxes, by the way. I do. So. What does the fox say? That's. Is is that a book? There's a song. Is it? Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) 
I just closed nice out my page. Oh my gosh, where did I just end up in my life? No. What is it? A book you said? No, it's a song. Say it again. What song? Sing it. What does the fuck? I'm not going to sing it because it's stupid. But it was so popular when it came out. It's like a one-hit wonder band. What does the fox say? And then it would be like... You know that song. No, I know it from that one, like, as a child, the spin wheel. It's like... This is like... The cow said... I don't know. Mm -hmm. Ten years ago. Ten years ago. What does the fox say? What does... It was so, such a dumb it. song, but everybody knew it. Except you, apparently. Right. Not unusual. That's not unusual. Please stop it. I'm not kidding that that, that was is very popular. Horrible, and I've never heard it in my life. Ever. Well, there's a video that goes and it along with it that make, helps it a little bit. It doesn't make that noise, first of all. Well, I don't I don't even know. Second I mean, of all, I hate that band now. Well, the name of the band is uh I can't even pronounce it because it has too many consonants in a row. <laughs> so this box <laughs> cub um um okay hold on but uh, i did just help you with a little bit of cultural knowledge because i feel I like i don't care i will never remember that I, cultural I, knowledge falls right out it's gone okay well i i have why I'll do i need to know that why do i need to know that? well i like to you know that fox is going <laughs> i like to be hit with the jive <laughs> no okay all right they didn't give a name for that little guy just so you know camels Here's some pictures of camels carrying the wounded. So they created like what? these like uh, beds that attach to the side of the camel so people could be carried. Um, wow. Isn't that cool? That is. Yeah. So camels get tasked, I think, kind of similar to like horses, mules or donkeys or yeah. like where they're carrying a lot of shit. And yeah. It's hot climate. They can go long distances. Yeah. With minimal resources. Mm -hmm. Do you yeah. have more to say to that? <laughs> well, I was thinking of the Grand Canyon, and then I'm like, I don't want to say it's donkeys or mills because I don't know. But one of them are the ones that always like donkeys. go down into the Grand Canyon. It's usually donkeys. They're, I mean, they're sure-footed. They're like um, smaller. Again, like mules are gonna be bigger typically. Okay. Well, we'll get well. Okay, so it's the same pack mule offensive. Probably to some mule out there. Everything's so PC. Well, sometimes because I I have a I really try to get all the groceries out of the car in one trip, and sometimes I'll be like, mm -hmm. I feel like a pack mule. And then I'm like, is that offensive? Probably actually because they're like, like, did you snap your leg on the cliff today? I don't think exactly. so. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna stop probably very insensitive of you. So hard these days. Here's a picture of put your glasses on of some DOGZs lining up for in 1914. So these dogs carried medical equipment. DOGZs. Yeah. So they would go in the front lines. Okay. You know what I love? What do you love? The cartoon Saint Bernard that had the like oh. brandy. Yeah. And would go out in the snow. It's like a real thing. Um, that's a whole. No, thing. I love that. I forget what that. Um. I mean, if I remember like having an ailment. 
just drop some brandy in my mouth, see what happens. I could revive. Well, and, and so if you think about it, like these are people who obviously have been injured. They're on the front lines, so, which means they're in dangerous territory. So getting someone to go and get them out may not be possible. So being able to send in the dogs to go in where someone who's injured could actually access medical supplies themselves if they can is a good in-between if you can before helping to get there. They're trained. Right. It's, it's way smarter than, right. actually, than people. Way smarter than people. These horses have gas masks on. Whoa. I saw a horse gas mask. Where was I at? That was in... Um, That's a crazy picture. Mm -hmm. Where was I? Isn't when I was uh, abroad somewhere in one of their museums. It, it, oh, no, it was in Hawaii. Um, and there was a horse gas mask in one of the like pictures. And it was actually looked, it, it actually looked like that, like the people gas mask, but like a horse one. Whoa, that's weird. so cool. Right. So they, uh, these were German transport driver horses that wore gas masks. So, I mean, obviously you can't have your horses dying of gas stuff too. No. Um, so this is the mascot on a captured German trench mortar. So here is, his name is School. And he's a it? monkey. Oh, it's a monkey. Yeah. That was their mascot. And, you know, monkeys are very intelligent. Very smart. Yeah, that was in 1917. His name was School. School like school? Mm -hmm. That's a good name. Yeah, spelled like school too. Um, and then we have, uh, uh, here's uh, some mules being delivered. See, this is where you're going to feel really bad for, I mean, pack mule comment. Um, Damn it. This is the- I was being vulnerable. Landing mules at Salonica. So these are um, in Italy. Literally being dropped down from ships down. How do they feel about that? Nobody gave them a PHQ-9 or a GAD-7 to talk about their depression. I mean, that's like the dark side of this. Like, yes, we're involving animals. They don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. But, you know, is it like a greater good kind of thing? This is the regimental cat is what they call them in a trench near France. Okay, I need to know more about the regimental cat. Right there. Look <laughs> at him. What? Fuck. So they helped kill rats. That cat house. is so cute. And he's so regimental. Look at his it's face. So regimental in that trench. Oh, <laughs> regimental, possibly. We had art night last night at my house, oh, and yeah? we did Sculpey clay, and we made our three cats. Oh, that's cute. Out of clay. That's super cute. I'll um, show you the final result when they're painted and everything. Oh yeah. Paul made Obi in Aww. all his. Uh, Obiness. Obiness. Yes. <laughs> Carry your pigeons in their baskets so they have messages. Oh. And then this dog is laying uh communication telephone wires. So, so they send them. So see the wire on his back? What kind of dog is that? It's like a shepherdy mixie. But he's pulling a wire uh, wheel. He looks real smart. I know, oh, there's he, something about that dog. That no, I'm he like, knows that where he's dog going. Is like, like he's, high IQ. 
He's like, I have to take this wire from here to there. I've got to get this from here to there. I'm not going to be like weirded out that there's something on my back so and this try is, to chew it and then tangle myself up in it. German war dog. Uh, it's uh, so part of this was this ground is very very muddy, so they would have the the dogs do it so you wouldn't sink and also show where you laid your wire because you don't want to show everyone where you laid your telephone wire. Hydro wire, right? Um. So British troops here are scraping the mud off of a mule um, near the Western Front in 1916. Um, this is kind of going again towards that's a muddy mule that they like. Okay, see that is bigger than that other one that's what I with the bigger art ears. <laughs> so mules are bigger, donkeys that's are not, bigger ears. I'm just I'm not going to give you that. Well, how am I going to know? I need rules. <laughs> um. Carrier pigeons also used in places. Um, so they would put rest wearing respirators as they place carrier pigeons into a gas proof chamber, presumably during an anti-gas drill. So what they would do is those pigeons would have messages and things on it where gas can't get in there. Whoa. So if something were to happen, those messages would be retained. That is so interesting. It looks like fake, like they're putting into them into like a Doctor Who machine. That is kind of what war feels like <laughs> from all these photos, yes. Um, in Egypt, uh, camels were used a lot. And then uh, messenger dogs in the front line in France uh, to send uh, signal messages. Did you ever watch Sesame Street when you were little? I mean, sometimes, yeah. Did you like uh, Bert's song, Doing the Pigeon? I don't know what that is. Oh. I watched a lot, a lot more of, a, was it Fra Fraggle Rock? Fraggle Rock was the best. Yeah, this was Yeah, Fraggle Rock is great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Here's a pack horse during the Battle of Pilkham Ridge, and he's carrying a he has a gas mask on, and they're loading him up, about ready to go carry all the supplies in. Okay, so all that, all that. You'll have to send me a few a smattering of these photos. I will for I our Patreon. 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 Okay, so, so, okay, they were used for transport and hauling, we talked about that, we talked about companionship, mascots, so for team morale, basically. Um, just to keep in mind, too, that for certain cultures, uh, like horses, for example, would be used, like a knight's war horse, um, had a lot of symbolism, uh, so there can be a horse-drawn war wagons and things like that so sometimes it had a, a big symbolism connection with culture oh, yeah, yeah. too and then um elephants are not considered domesticatable domesticable okay they're domesticable. wild yes um but they people can be trained i would say people can be trained to ride them <laughs> um, like you <laughs> like me one day Bulls. Hashtag life goals. You're gonna ride that camel, camel but not in a gurney. No, no. I'm I'm gonna be up there, like maybe even standing up, up. there, like in the hump hole or on the hump. I don't know how that well, works. Do I don't have... know a lot about camels, but aren't there some with one lump or two and three or four? Three? No, I'm or getting four? into some doctor stuff so. here. But I think I don't know. I could be totally wrong. But are there camels with two lumps? <laughs> there are. And in that right. case, do you wind in the middle? If I'm That's totally I'm wrong, I don't know what's happening. I I then you could lean back or you could lean forward. 
I could be, be like, completely fall asleep. You could take a nap. Maybe they all only have one lump. Check this out, though. I think Looney Tunes skewed me. At these like, circus elephants. Circus elephants pushing war debris out of the way. Okay, see, elephants make me sad. Elephants don't make you sad. People's treatment of elephants makes yeah. you sad. Okay, don't blame the elephants. I mean, I could never watch what Dumbo ever. Dumbo's Nobody sad. Nobody ever, like that movie needs to just be archived. It's too sad. Yeah, it's way too, all Disney's sad movies. And why, is there, why is there so much death? Lion King? Too much death. I can't, so I can't watch National Geographic without having a panic attack. And I'm like, nature, you scary. Like, I can't. I, I know. I balance, like, like, wanting to know with, I'm just going to live in my bubble. Like, that mountain goat that I, I did this event on one of our podcasts probably three years ago, where I was like, this mountain goat's, like, just trying to survive, and it's, like, on a cliff edge with, like, this much room to put its little toes on, and being chased by a mountain lion. What's going to happen? And it, like, survives, but barely, and the whole, like, 20 minutes of my life, I'm, I am concerned. No, I, like, I want to know what's going on out there, but. but it's not here now. It's not, that happened already. It, it gets overwhelming, <laughs> and then I'm like, happy bubble, happy bubble. I know. Or else I'll just have a nervous breakdown. If I don't have, yeah, if I'm not there to do something, it, but again, too, they say, like, don't get involved if it's nature and whatever, let nature take its course, but then we get into the cocaine hippo conversation, which is. Well, and. Did you just see the little uh, world's first IVF rhino they made? Mm -mm. Yeah. I love rhinos. So this is like, maybe they can make endangered animals. Like dinosaurs. Well, yeah. It's like Jurassic Park. No, it's all exactly over like that. <laughs> so then I'm like, well, we're all, it's all fun and games until in, it's very bad. Until Jurassic Park happens. No, I got until Jurassic Park 3. This, this right now. World of dinosaurs. Why is Jeff Goldblum is in this? Then I mean, I thought it, I honestly thought he was eaten in the first one, but he didn't, I guess. Okay. Well, glasses? Look at that little fucker. <laughs> Ew. It's like in someone's hand. It's a little IVF one. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't well, like it. it won't always look like that. Will it not? I mean, if it lives, it, it'll be like a real rhino. At the end of this, I'll show you the puppy that might. So there's a in the DNA of these dog puppies, bulldogs of my dad's, they have like the pocket gene for like making miniatures. And so people breed pocket size versions of dogs to have mini miniature things and so like these, first size dogs yeah so this dog so my dad's dog has a has a genetic for breeding mini bulldogs and one of them looks like that and i'll show you just somebody claim it i think so yeah but okay. it's my dad's favorite and he calls her gumdrop and it's a how big will it be eventually? She's gonna stay very small. Mine is like I'll show you a comparison. He's an elephant and she is a gumdrop. Well, I'm I've never in my entire life seen a purse-sized bulldog, so I'm really you'll curious. You'll see, you'll see. So okay, so elephants. We're back to elephants again. Okay. Roll it back. Roll it back to elephants. Um 
the Sanskrit hymns record their use of military purposes with elephants as early as 1100 BC. A group of elephants was employed by Hannibal during the Second Punic War. So that is true. It is true. They were employed as recently as World War II by both Japanese and allies. And Lord of the Rings. And Lord of the Rings. Elephants could perform the work of machines in locations where vehicles couldn't get to. So they were also used in uh, Burma as well. I was all in with Legolas, but I have to admit when he like surfed down the elephant thing, I was like, okay, a little too far. Even for me. You got to keep it within the realm of politics. I was all in with Legolas too. Oh, yeah. I love me some elves. This was, uh, um, this is a Navy dog, U.S. Navy dog handler at the War Dog Memorial um, in the Naval Base in Guam with his his doggo. Oh, and that's a Doberman Pinscher up on that. Um, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. What do you call that? Well, in uh, Memorial. <laughs> memorial. <laughs> and it says 25 Marine War Dogs gave their lives in Guam in 1944. They served as sentries. They explored caves, detected mines, and it has the names of all the dogs. Kurt, Skipper, uh, Missy, Blitz, Bursch, Yanni, Poncho, Prince, Cappy, Arno, Pepper, Tam, and there's more. Those are such classic dog names. Mitzi, Pepper, Arno. I love it. So, um, okay. Elephants were used. Camels have been used. They're better able to get through sandy areas than horses and require less water. Uh, so there's that. Um, and then mules were used by the British Army and the British Indian Army during World War II. Mules, North Africa, Burma, Italy. So again, depending on territory. Okay. So as weapons. What? They used animals as weapons? As weapons. Oh, no. We didn't even get to that. Did they put like bombs on them or something? That's terrible. Well, let's just start. Let's roll back a little bit. Okay. Um, so in 2500 BCE, the Sumerians used hybrid donkeys to pull their war chariots. So there you go. So they were a weapon in that sense because they okay. would have okay. spikes instead of their draw. Um, dogs were used in ancient Greece in war purposes. They were um, trained to specifically attack. So they referenced this in Gladiator with Marcus Aurelius. He used uh, war dogs in combat. I didn't know that was a true thing, and it was. I haven't seen that for a long time. Me neither. It makes me cry. It's sad. Uh, the Romans trained, uh, they're called Molossian dogs, specifically for battle, coating them in a protective spiked metal collars and male armor and arranging them into attack formations. Yeah. During their conquest of Latin America, Spanish conquistadors used Alance to kill warriors in the Caribbean and Mexico. Mastiffs, as well as Great Danes, were used in England in the Middle mm-hmm. Ages to attack, where their large size was used to scare horses and throw riders off of the off of their backs. So this is different. Because this isn't like that companionship or like you have a specific important task that humans can't do, but it's like for the greater good. This is like, okay, we're kind of taking advantage of you. You are an implement of war. Yeah, it's different. It feels different. You're trained to, but what if they do good? I mean, that's the whole ethical dilemma. Right? Because, I mean, they are helping still. Yeah, I mean, it's the whole thing, like, what? Because, like, in this one, like, 
what so is it worth with to the get mastiffs, to that thing that goal like but if, we, if we don't kill them they kill us yeah but that's all but if the dogs go in and they're they're the ones just scaring them off of the horse and then the people come in and kill the people yeah, I mean, I don't know if people are like. So is it is it first aid is the line? Most important, most important. So, but like they can give their lives if it's to maintain the lives of people, but they can't give their lives if it's to at the cost of lives of people. I'm trying to draw the philosophical line. I don't know where it is. Me neither. But, I don't think we're the ones to decide it either. But different to me. It is different to most. And so I would say there's a line in there somewhere between, oh, I got my doggo buddy and we're in the trenches and right. he's like getting rats too. Okay, I'm like putting out my this dog that I feel like they're not at attached really. Like, did they even have names? Do you know that? And then they're putting maybe them out maybe there. Maybe we're assuming that. No, I'm saying if that's the case, like, but I like feel maybe like maybe it'd be like a war, but maybe they would actually, that's why I'm like, well, what if they're like really like a champion, like they've done, they save people. Maybe they get like all this praise and. Yeah. I mean, I wish we could ask them. <laughs> Rhinos, um, unsubstantiated, uh, for the most part. Uh, Can I show you that rhino in that hand again? No, thank you. Um, they do have I've thick, rhino. That I can't not see it now. They have thick plated skin, um, except for that one. But but they have poor, <laughs> not have thick plated skin. No, but they have very poor <laughs> eyesight and that one and limited ability to run. So like they're. It's been reported, I like but I really need to show it to you. I got. I don't. You already showed it to me. I don't want to I see know, it. I didn't feel like a good. Look. I can't get it out of my mind. Actually, no. I feel like okay. I have you right now. Gosh, I know. I thought you don't have to even label it again. I understand. Did you say it's weird, like blue eye? Well, it, those are blood veins because it's <laughs> it shouldn't be out of the inside yet. Gosh. Put it back in. It's not ready to be out. It's not fully baked. No. no funny. Cattle were used. I'm just going to send this so to you every day. This they week. would I hate you so much. <laughs> they would create stampedes of on purpose of panicking herds of cows. You had your bull, bull bullshit. Right? It's all bullshit. Herds of cattle were released onto the battlefield, but stampeded back into their own army's lines so due to gunfire of the opposing army. That's so sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but that's kind of funny, right? Though, like, yeah. I mean, it's a great idea. We're going to just yeah, yeah. hit him with a herd of cattle and they come back. <laughs> um, okay, so. I mean, if they have the, they're the, they're the kind of the horns like that, could be good. Yeah, unless they come back at you because the gunshots scare them. Oh, yeah, 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 that's bad. So, so you're doing your own running of the bulls. During the Chinese period where there's warring, warring states... Um, yeah, let's turn out my, my poops. There was the Chinese one, people there's, <laughs> There was said to have been a thousand oxen that were dressed and painted like dragons. Oh, what? And their tails were lit on fire and sent, and sent to... And sent against the opposing Yan army. Okay, at first I'm like, okay, it's like a that's tactic, cool. I think. And then I'm like, oh, that's mean. It reminds me of when like kids would like 
put firecrackers on a cat's tail. I mean, I've never seen that in practice, but I've heard I've heard about reference. it. Um, Maybe it's an urban legend. Maybe it's like cow tipping. Okay. It doesn't actually exist. I'm going to not even give an alternative to this. This is bad. Using Okay. them as living bombs. That's There you go. definitely bad. So Yes. there's a historical accounts of incendiary pigs. I don't like that term. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yes. Incendiary pigs. I think I should write down some podcasts Where about this, they actually. douse some pigs with combustible pitch, crude oil, or resin, set them alight. This is horrible, and I'm not laughing at this. And drove them towards enemies' masked war elephants. The elephants bolted in terror from a flaming, squealing pig, and it often killed a great number of the soldiers being trampled by the elephants. Like, what? That No, is that's complicated not good. and intricate and I'm gruesome. writing down incendiary pics for today. That's because honestly, I'll I will forget like what we talked about. Um, right, right. five So this is where I started with the good stuff. I mean, goodish stuff. And No, then, I was kind of in. I'm like, hmm, what, what and then, could my cats and then do? incendiary pigs came And then to incendiary be. pigs, and now I'm like, this is all bad, and we need to stop. I mean, you know, uh, according to uh, private Shibo, monkeys were used in the Southern Song Dynasty. And they were um, used as live incendiary devices. They were clothed with straw and dipped in oil and then set on fire. They were set loose into the enemy's camp, setting tents on fire. That's so fucked up. It was very fucked up. Um, in 19, sorry, in 1267, the sheriff of Essex was accused of plotting to release flying cockerels. I don't even know what that is. Carrying bombs over London. Um, Anti-tank dogs. This makes me sad. So this was actually used in the Soviet World War II. Uh, it had mixed outcomes. Canines with explosive straps to their backs were used to run it towards tanks and then exploded. Mm. So that's just cruel and mean. That's just cruel. Not even mean. To me, like, to be mean, you even have to have a feeling. Like I don't know where the line is But this is over the line Project Pigeon was one. This was a proposed U.S. World War II um, weapon that would use pigeons to guide bombs. The bat bomb was a U.S. project that used Mexican free-tailed bats to carry small incendiary bombs. Bats? Mm -hmm. And then animal-borne bombs have been used by modern terrorists and insurgents in the Middle East. Have you ever, ever seen a fruit bat's face up close? I have it. Yeah, the little, yeah. They're so cute. I've had a bat in my house before, so I'm not that fond. Oh, but the fruit bats. So sometimes what and and would end up happening though is that these animals would be left wandering alone with you know bombs on them. It's adorable. It's so cute, food It's bats. adorable. They're like little dogs, but with weird wings. Deception and psychological warfare. In the Battle of the Pelusium between the Archim well, I thought I had that. Achaemenid Empire in ancient Egypt, Polynaeus claimed that the horses held cats in front of them as psychological tactics against the Egyptians, Why? Why? whose archers would not shoot Oh, for because fear they valued of harming cats. the sacred animals. Yeah, because cats are a very important That's part psychological of the culture. warfare. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. It's fucked up. In the Battle of Agorophalamus in so 2017 BCE, Hannibal Barca 
had torches attached to the horns of bulls before being set alight during nightfall and allowing them to run. The Romans believed the torchlight was from fleeing uh, soldiers and pursued the cattle and then were caught in an ambush. Oh, they're like, come here. They're they're like bringing them in for a hug and then it's a bull. Yeah. But poor bulls, that's fucked up. Yeah, yep, yep. So espionage as well they were used a lot in um sending messages and intelligence gathering um for carrying spy equipment in 2012 a dead european bee eater tagged with an israeli leg band was found by villagers near the southeast of turkey so the villagers worried that the bird may have carried a microchip that had intelligence uh from spies on it Turkish authorities examined the corpse of the bee-eater bird and assured villagers that it's common to equip migratory birds with rings in order to track their movements. So it wasn't, but it almost caused a whole kerfluffle. A whole thing. Mm-hmm. So that is, I think, the most that I'm going to go into those. Well, okay, hold on. Sorry. Military chickens. Military chickens. Okay. This was proposed by the British. It was part of the Blue Peacock Project. Well, why would they not call it the Blue Chicken um, Project? I don't have an answer to that. Uh, they it involved the scheme involved burying nuclear bombs in the ground for later detonation in Germany. Um, the primitive electronic devices were unreliable in frozen ground, so chickens were considered. Because they have a peat source. So basically they would put these bombs on the chickens instead of in the ground. It didn't end up happening, this military chicken blue peacock project. We just need to say those words again together. Military chickens. Military chickens. Is that another? Oh my God. I'm going to text myself again. So, so three ideas I've texted myself. Really quickly, I would like to share about Sergeant Reckless. Is that an animal or it's a horse? <laughs> Sergeant Reckless, 1948 to 1968, is a decorated war horse who held official rank in the US military. This was a mare of a Mongolian horse breeding out of a racehorse dam. She was purchased in October 1952 for $250. So this is her, just so you can see her. Oh, a decorated warhorse. So, um, she she was actually purchased from a uh this Korean stable boy out of the Seoul racetrack who needed money to buy an artificial leg for his sister. I don't know. That feels like a fake story to me, but it's you know, it's there. Um, it sounds like too too. There's it's a little extra. Enough, there's like not enough detail, but like too much. Right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, like we already have enough going on. Right. So Reckless was bought by the members of the U.S. Marine Corps and trained to be a pack horse. Um. And and a pack mule. Pack horse. Pack horse. Okay. This is horse. where. Yeah, you got to be careful throwing those words around. Well, that's a mule is not just the carrying of things. Maybe that's where your misuse of the word is. It's because if you assume that a mule is about carrying things, you're really mis... I, f- I, feel, like, I feel like I'm stereotyping mules. I I'm sorry, so, mules. Yeah. So she quickly became part of the unit and was allowed to roam freely throughout the camp. She'd go in and out of Marines' tents. She'd sleep on cold nights inside the tents and was known for her 
Willingness to eat nearly anything, including scrambled eggs, beer, Coca-Cola, and wants about $30 worth of poker chips. Okay. Okay. She served in numerous combats, uh, Korean War, carrying supplies, ammunitions, also evacuated wounded. Um, so she made 51 solo trips to resupply multiple frontline units and um, had a promotion to sergeant in 1954. Several months after the war ended, she became the first force in the Marine Corps known to have participated in an amphibious landing. So wanted to land and following the war was awarded two Purple Hearts, a Marine Corps Good Con Conduct Medal and inclusion in her unit's presidential unit citations from two countries and other military honors. Oh my God, I love it. So her wartime service record was featured in the Saturday Evening Post, Life Magazine. So she was well-recognized. Um, so uh, her name, by the way, uh, is actually... <laughs> the horse was originally named... Achim Hai, which I'm not saying correctly, it's Korean, but it translates to morning sun or sun of the morning or morning flame. I mean, I fully acknowledge that the joy I take in this could be because humans are trying to make ourselves feel better about the whole thing. Right, right. And it's working. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So <laughs> it's true, it's true. Uh, they the the person who bought the horse like the um military personnel who bought the horse bought the horse with his own money too like he he wanted he renamed reckless and um they, they went through training had went through hoof camp hoof camp hoof camp she learned to run for a bunker upon hearing the cry incoming oh. so like incoming she'd go around and hide um, she learned how to not get entangled in barbed wire. And I when I haven't even figured that out. Me neither. What do you do <laughs> if you're entangled in barbed wire? How do you avoid it? That's my question. She learned how to lay down when under fire. So if gunshots went started going, she'd lay down. Smart. She was kept in a pasture near the encampment. She was very gentle. Um she this account she's known to eat bacon buttered toast chocolate bars candy shredded wheat Not peanut candy. butter yeah yeah um so <laughs> she became very used to being under gunfire and was very good at going down and um and she would uh she initially went straight up on all four uh four feet left the ground the first time um a rifle was fired, so she got scared. She was shaking, but her handler calmed her down. The second time the gun fired, she merely snorted. By the end of the mission that day, she was calm and just trying to eat the discard of a helmet liner. So we have our goals. Try to work towards merely snorting and then just eating at the end. Right. I feel like I'm close. You're right. Yeah, agreed. Mm -hmm. I think so. As far as stress management goes. She did throw up on the ship. When she was on the ship. Um, that would be you. Motion sickness part. You're a puker. I am a puker, I guess. If my insides puke. I'm not a puker. Yeah, I don't know. That sucks. So retirement. She did uh, get those medals, like I said. And um, she, she, when she got back, um, she got a blanket, all of her ribbons and insignias on it. She was let off the ship by her her group of peoples. And um, the anniversary of the creation of the Marine Corps coincided with that date. And that is now like her birthday. 
Um, she ate both cake and flower decorations. <laughs> uh, she it was kept by the Peterson family, the one who purchased her originally for a brief time before moving to a permanent home with the 5th Marines, 1st Marine Division at Camp Pendleton. Okay. Um, so they, like, kept her around for a really long time. She was kept in well care for VIP Marine Corps status. Uh, yeah, and as they have intentionally had not allowed her to be exploited for commercial interests. Damn it, I was already thinking that'd be a great logo. Right. <laughs> Reckless. Reckless! Right. Oh, I love that. So, yeah, you know, we went to a dark place in the middle. But I, I think the, the you know, there's potential for harm in really anything. When we, yeah. when we, especially yeah. when we involve animals that don't have, like, a vocal say. They don't have a vocal say. I mean, they can bite the shit out of you. That's a communication yeah. of a kind. Right. But that doesn't mean that they're not thrown in the middle of a battle anyways. Right. Yeah. Deeply disturbing. It is deeply disturbing. And slightly heartwarming because they, uh, yeah, my, heart, my heart's a little warmed and a little disturbed. Yeah, I'll show you that little. That and little and we drop. sprinkled in the psychological. Until next time. Buckle up your dog in the car. And don't set off any incendiary pigs. None. Not even one. <laughs> Not even one.